Hello and welcome back to Ethically Sourced, a supplement to the Black Doctors podcast. I'm Stephen Bradley, your host. Again, I seek to provide information that helps you provide more equitable and ethical care to your patients. Last week, I had one of the first Journal Club episodes where I looked at an article written by Dr. Italo Brown. That article talked about code switching and how emergency medicine physicians and underrepresented minorities use that as a survival mechanism to and to navigate these different social circles that we find ourselves in as physicians and healthcare providers. I was actually planning on talking about professionalism and what that means for us as clinicians and trainees and and attendings, but Another paper caught my eye is going to be out in the New England Journal of Medicine in, on the 20th of this month. This article was entitled Minority Tax Reform, Avoiding Overtaxing Minorities When We Need Them Most. And this article just summed up so many of the things that I've thought about and tried to say but haven't been able to fully address. So it's going to be another edition of Journal Club this week. Um, please leave your feedback, let me know what you think, and we'll get into some other ethical issues in subsequent episodes. Again, this article is going to be in the New England Journal of Medicine. It's entitled, Minority Tax Reform, Avoiding Overtaxing Minorities When We Need Them Most. The authors of this paper is uh, Dr. Teresa Williamson, Dr. Rory Goodwin, the MD-PhD, and a Dr. Peter Ubel, MD. Here we go. Since George Floyd's violent death last year, many academic medical centers have begun addressing systemic racial problems. Many have formed committees to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion, almost always making sure to include minority students, fellows, and faculty in those efforts. But these diversity initiatives are often a double-edged sword for minority faculty. To pursue an anti-racist mission, institutions call on black and brown faculty for help. Although such service is meaningful and important, it is not always compatible with traditional metrics of academic success. The overtime spent on diversity initiatives comes at a cost for minority faculty, a toll known as the minority tax. A tax is an imposed compulsory contribution to a system. Taxes are often costly in both time and energy, and the minority tax is no exception. Black faculty are more likely than white faculty to report that administrative work and student counseling reduce their time for research and teaching. Women of color in academia are expected to handle both minority and gender-related issues. Although we are excited to contribute, there are probably better ways to engage minority faculty in diversity initiatives and career development. Taxes can also be reformed to better address socioeconomic disparities. We propose a set of strategies for reducing negative sequelae of the minority tax. One way to decrease taxation of minority faculty is to remove them from diversity-related committees and projects, freeing their time for activities that are more traditionally rewarded. Think of this strategy as a tax reduction. This approach might help retain underrepresented faculty, countering the perception that for members of racial or ethnic minorities, a career in academia will mean disproportionate service demands. 
but this approach would require foregoing the representation that minority faculty gain from serving on committees while causing their institutions to lose the efforts of the faculty members who are most likely to address healthcare disparities. Few people would opt for a lower salary just to avoid taxes. Some of us received critical advice as junior faculty to avoid diversity work early in our careers, and if we did end up doing such work to make sure it aligned with our scholarly goals. Think of this strategy as a tax deferral, whereby minority faculty members delay their contributions until a time when the additional commitment will be less career-limiting. Deferring is also helpful because without advanced professor status, it is more difficult for faculty to have the desired institutional impact. Though some minority faculty may choose to dedicate their careers to key diversity initiatives, healthcare leaders should be prepared to hear young minority faculty decline to participate in diversity committees early in their careers in order to protect their academic time. These responses should be a reminder of the importance of purposefully mentoring minority faculty, which includes sponsoring their candidacy for all types of leadership roles. When minority faculty do contribute to diversity efforts, we need to appropriately value that work. Diversity leadership roles are not viewed as equivalent in merit to other institutional leadership roles. Think of this strategy as equitable tax accounting. Healthcare leaders need to change institutional culture to value diversity leadership positions as much as other leadership positions. When minorities pay more tax to improve diversity initiatives, white faculty are taxed less. To balance the tax burden, white faculty should be encouraged to take on more roles in diversity initiatives. A standardized tax would prod white faculty to answer the call to engage in anti-racism movements. Greater engagement of white faculty would change the perception of diversity work, supporting the importance of these endeavors. Including all faculty in the candidate pools for leadership positions in both diversity-related and other initiatives might also result in more minority faculty taking on non-diversity-related leadership roles. Sharing responsibilities also means sharing time demands, offering relief that's essential. There is no substitute for protected time when it comes to promotion. Of course, applying standard taxation would take substantial time and institutional effort. Another approach is for institutions to revise promotion metrics so that committee participation and diversity-related activities are officially and appropriately taken into account. The tax analogy here may be itemized deductions. Known expenses that are understood by the taxing institution are acknowledged at the time a tax is charged. Institutions could develop committee activity points that would be standardized and used in promotion and compensation processes for all faculty members. This strategy would give the institution credit for minority representation, allow the voices of minority faculty to be heard, and give individual faculty members credit for these activities and promotion decisions. To aid in the measurement process, further scholarly work is needed to elucidate the use of time by minority faculty particularly uses that are different from those of their white colleagues. Some examples of activities specific to faculties of color may include community outreach, media relations and recruitment, and retention efforts. We can personally attest that being one of the few minority faculty members in a department is associated with overrepresentation in certain activities, such as being a panelist or doing photo shoots for marketing materials. Although this approach would still 
leave such faculty with fewer externally visible accomplishments, such as grants, publications, and lectureships, it would at least give them credit at their home institution. As important as such credit is, it would seem that nothing can make up the time spent on diversity work. Time that is therefore not available for writing grants, conducting research, or otherwise building one's national and international reputation. Thus, we endorse the idea of a, more, of a minority tax refund, paying minority faculty for a disproportionate time spent on committees. Adding financial value to diversity work would demonstrate the institution's commitment to both improving diversity and supporting the careers of underrepresented minorities. It would also narrow pay gaps between minority and majority faculty. In addition, it would raise leadership's awareness of the amount of time faculty members spend on diversity-related activities. In order to permit such a refund, hospital administrators would have to overcome the obstacle of quantifying the minority tax, a matter that deserves further research attention. Because paying for committee work will not change the fact that faculty with disproportionate service demands will have less time to devote to academic pursuits, we suggest an amendment to a purely income-based refund. Give faculty the option of using such money to support their academic pursuits. If extra committee time were rewarded with commensurate funds for research efforts, minority faculty could spend less time writing grants. They could hire additional postdocs to assist with their work. The refund could also take the form of additional administrative support, which would help faculty make more efficient use of their time. In thinking through strategies to combat committee overrepresentation, we have recognized that no single strategy is perfect. We thus recommend implementing a multidimensional reform of the minority tax. Each institution could identify ways in which minority faculty may be disproportionately burdened early in their careers, encourage majority faculty to join and lead diversity committees and initiatives, develop systems for more equitable promotion, reward minority members appropriately for their time spent in diversity initiatives by giving them additional research and administrative support, and provide additional protected time for academic endeavors to compensate for time lost. To promote diversity and fight racism, healthcare institutions will need to acknowledge a minority tax and find strategies for breaking down persistent inequities in the ways in which faculty serve their institutions. This article is from, or came out of the Department of Neurosurgery, School of Medicine, and the Schools of Business, Public Policy, and Medicine at Duke University in Durham, North Carolina. Again, the authors are Dr. Teresa Williamson, Dr. Rory Goodwin, and Dr. Peter Bubel. And honestly, I think they knocked this out of the park. I've used the term or the phrase minority tax, and I've seen it used in different papers and literature, but the way they broke it down and looked at the real-world cost of this minority tax was spot on. In healthcare, we know there's healthcare disparities. We know that the medical field is not appropriately diverse. The underlying issue is whose fault is that? Whose fault is the current system and why it is this way? It is not our fault as black people or people of color or minorities that the system disproportionately provides worse care to us. However, on the same token, people will turn around and say, well, it's our job to fix the system. It is our job to fix the system that we did not break so that our family members and loved ones 
don't continue to be disadvantaged by this system. On top of that, after we struggle to find a place in academic medicine or whatever the professional organization may be, we are then tasked with ensuring we take care of our people and we make sure that the people coming behind us are successful. And in an environment where we're already scrutinized as a minority in this this situation or organization, adding these additional requirements and responsibilities does not increase our rate of success. And finally, through his paper, you know, they finally call out this minority text for what it is. And what I like even more is they give real life, real world, relatable ways that institutions can go about combating this minority tax and how we can make this wrong a right and use it to move forward into the future and build a more diverse workplace, workforce, especially healthcare workforce, and get our patients the care that they desperately need. Hope you enjoyed uh, this article. Again, the title is Minority Tax Reform. Avoiding overtaxing minorities when we need them most. Hats off to the authors of this paper. Thank you for listening to Ethically Sourced, supplement to the Black Doctors podcast. I'm Stephen Bradley, your host. Uh, tune in on Monday for another episode of the Black Doctors podcast. We're going to hear from a general surgeon out in California, and definitely another great episode coming your way. If you like what you've heard, please uh, visit us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to to the podcast. Leave a rating for the show. Leave a comment. If you feel compelled to support, there's a link to do so as well. We are on the internet, www.theblackgetterspodcast.com, where we do have a promotion with Magoosh, which is an MCAT test prep company. So definitely go there, click the banner on our website. Uh, If you want to know more about me, I have my website, stephenbradleymd.com, where I'm available for questions on military medicine, anesthesia, uh, mentorship, medical ethics, and or health equity.